You and I in a series of getting and staying healthy together. Dr. Rich Steinfeld is my guest. I'm honored to have him in here from the Orthopedic Center of Vero Beach. And I've known uh, Dr. Rich Steinfeld for years. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. Actually, you just stepped out of surgery now. I'm always amazed and in admiration and fawn over you over the fact that I couldn't do that in a million gazillion years. Well, it's okay. I mean, we all have our talents. I couldn't change the transmission of the car. So That's I, a, no, I, I can't do that either. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you just, uh, very exciting that you just actually had some visitors from Japan to uh, see you do the less invasive hip uh, direct anterior uh, approach of uh, hip surgery you're up to these days. Right. So I was very fortunate uh, to be uh, sent to Japan to watch some Japanese surgeons perform their surgeries. They do them the same way we're doing them now, which I'll get to in a second. They were very intrigued by the fact that the coming movement of outpatient joint replacements. So traditionally, joint replacements have been done in the hospital. Patients stayed, when I first got here, stayed four or five days in the hospital. Now patients stay about a day or two. And actually, we are actually doing some of these hip and knee replacements in an outpatient setting. So they go home within four or five hours. They do? Right. They go home? Oh, yeah. So uh, the, is, this, is this in fear of the uh, of, of hospitals, or just makes it simpler? Or well, for for uh, healthy, active patients, you question why the need to be in the hospital for four or five days. If you need therapy, you can do that at home. I mean, the person who can consult you come come right to the home. Sure, absolutely, therapist. Um, and so the the in Japan, the the, the uh, system is set up such that it is government run. So patients, interestingly enough, are in the hospital for two weeks following a joint replacement. Two weeks? Why so, so, so long? Right. So that's the way their system is set up. They're only allowed to do two or three operations in a day, and they stay for two weeks. So they're absolutely intrigued reading about how we in America do outpatient surgery and wanted to come and observe this. So they were There were four surgeons that were selected. They were sent to Dallas, Texas to watch another surgeon do them as an outpatient and then, and then here to see us. What do you think? Uh, what do you think brought this about? The fact that this is, uh, and this goes across the line. A lot of doctors creating their own surgery centers. They have actually have their own beds or whatever it is, special chairs that you lay in overnight. You bring in the the nurse that oversees you, the twenty four hour nursing. What's uh, what, what brought this all about? Well, I think there's a number of factors. Uh, there is a cost factor involved, and others patients say in the hospital are costing the insurance companies and Medicare uh. a lot of money. Question is, does it need to be done? In certain patients, yes, they should be hospitalized, but in younger, healthier, active patients, probably not a need to. Um, and now, even the patients that we think should stay in the hospital are going home the next day, so they're only requiring an overnight stay in most cases. So we can even accomplish that in a surgical, outpatient surgical center. Well, it's been pretty commonplace in the past few years that if somebody gets surgery from uh, uh, yeah an orthopedic surgeon such as yourself, that they can actually, the same day or at least the next day, they're up uh, doing exercises and walking. And So I'll give you an example. Today, yeah. our first our first surgery at Grove Place Surgery Center was a hip replacement. That patient, the case started at 7 o'clock or 7.30 in the morning, left by noon. By 11 o'clock, he was up walking, you know, ambulating around the <laughs> surgery center, walked out to the car, got in the car with his wife, so amazing, right? What yeah. We used to, what we used to do for keep people off for four or five days is really the question is, is there a need to do that? There is some data also suggesting that patients are somewhat immunocompromised in the hospital. 
don't yeah. get much sleep. They're around a lot of infectious issues. What's that thing that's so, been going around? It starts with an M? Oh, like Mercer's does. Yeah. So, well, that's out in the community, too, not just in hospitals. Mm. So, you know, we think, as physicians, we think that there are a number of reasons for, again, active, healthy patients that don't have to be in Will, will will the hospitals construe, misconstrue or construe rightfully so this is competition? Oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they will. Uh, but again, for decades they've been having joint replacements come to their doorstep, you know, without much competition. But I think as you as we go forward, hospitals are going to shrink. Remember, many many years ago, they were places for very sick, infirmed individuals or very complex issues. Um, I think we're going back to that. Uh, so hospitals again will become smaller. They won't have every service for everybody in big, you know, building huge buildings. We have a, a plethora of hospital beds in this country, more than we need. So I think you'll see uh, much sicker patients remain in the hospital, not active young patients. Probably better for us, for all of us overall. Amazing how things morph and change. Yeah, absolutely. and the growth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, who would have thought a few years ago that uh, now you, you're doing a less invasive hip, a, you call it a direct anterior approach. Could you expound on that? Sure. So we use surgical approaches to get from point A to point B in the human body. Um, the anterior means in the front. So traditionally hip replacements, we would put people on their side on the operating room table, make an incision you know, towards the back of, by, their, by their rear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Now we can lay them just flat on the operative table, a small incision in the front, which allows us to not detach or or remove muscles. We can go right between muscles. In fact, you can almost put your finger right between the muscles, right down to the hip joint. Oh, my word. Yeah, now the patients are flat. We can use x-ray to help guide us uh, during the surgery to check certain things. Um, And that, we think, and there is is data to show this, that patients have less pain, they can get up, they can move faster, and we're able to do this. So why wasn't this done before? Why did, people, well, why did uh, the medical you know, society think they had to come in this way? So this is not something that was uh, newly invented, uh, but, but something that became more commonplace back in the 1970s um, and sort of took a while to, to take over. Now, when you change from something you do to something new, it's always difficult, right? There's always a learning curve associated with that. A lot of surgeons are very comfortable and familiar with what they do and they don't want to change. But I think now you're seeing... Uh, patients are requesting this. They hear about it. They want to know more about it. It's becoming so. It's becoming more commonplace. It's weird how we um, we get ingrained. Like I can remember one time I was over at Sweet Kiss Gelato over here near the near the the bookstore, and there was some construction. And all of a sudden, it was like, well, how am I going to get out of here? How am I going to get out of here? Well, I just said, well, why don't you turn to the right and you can go that way? I'm so used to going to the left, we get ingrained. And I think as human beings, I don't know if it's, a, if it's an attempt just to, you know, to freeze frame our lives. And there's no freeze framing. You got to keep moving. The river of life keeps moving. You know, we'd like to freeze frame grandma and grandpa and mom and dad right at this age unless nobody, you know, get sick anymore. Nobody dies and everybody stays the same. It'd be a pretty boring mess. It's amazing, huh? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, we're definitely, we're all creatures of habit. Yeah. But if you don't take on new things or learn new things, you'll remain stagnant. By doing this, I think it makes us better physicians and better surgeons sure. to learn new techniques. Now, you, you have uh, what they call continuing education as a doctor. It's required, right? Absolutely. So where do you go for that? Conventions or special programs? Uh, all over. Some we can now do online. Some we will go to a, to a facility or resort or wherever it may be held. Sure. Now, what about knees? So uh, knees, we interestingly, we're also doing those as outpatients for a number of persons. Really, Medicare will now allow us to do this 
in patients that we think it's appropriate for in the hospital, but as the same day outpatient. So the patients have their procedure done in the hospital. They stay about four or five hours. They do some therapy and they go home. We've done probably about 40 of those over the past year now. Um, they've done extremely well. So you could see the trend even from Medicare, not just our commercial insurance uh, payers, as to moving to the outpatient setting. We think it's just a matter of time before Medicare says, even for some healthy older patients, yes, you can now do those in the surgery setting too. Because former sheriff of Indy River County, Gary Wheeler, was in here singing your accolades earlier today uh, because he got a knee done by you, but he said something about uh, like taking off the cartilage or something, and they didn't have to, I don't know, the whole new procedure, and he was really pleased with it. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily a, uh, a new procedure, but uh, there are methods. Anyway. Yeah, but there are methods we're doing certainly to keep people more comfortable with the use of what we call nerve blocks, where our anesthesiologists can inject the nerves that, that really kind of give us uh, pain or feeling to the knee. makes people a lot more comfortable. They can get up right away and start to walk. Is that what Mikel Rivera does, or is that something else that he does? Oh, so Dr. Rivera is a, a physician in my practice who is a pain management specialist. He can do those, but he doesn't do those in the operative setting. That's what our, what our anesthesiologists do. Oh, okay. So those are two different things. Now, about your partner, Dr. Delella, tell us about what he specializes in, if you would, Dr. Steinfeld. Sure. Uh, Dr. Carl Delella is another orthopedic surgeon in our practice uh, whose main focus is really uh, uh, shoulder issues from shoulder uh, rotator cuff repairs to shoulder replacements and reverse shoulder replacements, so mostly an upper extremity focus. Is it inevitable to have problems as we get older with our knees or our hips? Are there, is this, like, for instance, I always say that, you know, these these football players, that for their short moment of glory, they pay a lifetime of pain. Are there things to be avoided, or is it just a genetics? Well, we, we really don't know what you should avoid or not avoid. I kind of half-jokingly tell my patients, look, you know, when they get a little frustrated or, or, or you know, feel like there's something's wrong if they're wearing their joints out, I say, look, we're outliving our parts. Mm. How long were these things supposed yeah. to last? Who knows? Mm. Uh, but certainly traumatic issues, like you're talking about football, where there's repetitive trauma to a joint, uh, that adds up over time. There's no question about it. Okay. So, uh, okay, is there anything else you wanted to discuss today? No, I think it's important for uh, um, the, the folks that listen out here and know that there are a lot of changes even within our local community and healthcare. And I think it's important for them to know who is available for them. Uh, we as, as physicians are, have always been there uh, for our patients, uh, always are there, uh, and we'll be happy to see them at any, any time, anytime they need us. Now, I want to ask you about Japan. Uh, so these these doctors came over, and that was in response to you first going there. So uh, I've never been to Asia. I've never been to Japan or China or Vietnam. How uh, how how was that? Uh, different customs, et cetera. So it was a great trip. I, I actually, many years ago, when I was 16 years old, had the, the privilege of being an exchange student uh, to Japan. So I got to really? live with a family, went to high school, played on a high school baseball team in Japan. No. That was a fantastic, fantastic trip. I mean, highlight, you know, highlight of a trip. And why? Life. Uh, it was through a program called the American Field Service, or AFS, and they had an interview for these things. And get chosen. Cool, and it's great. great to expose yourself, right? Oh, great. We had a, a fellow named Meng Hao. He, first of all, we met him. He said his name was Frank. I said, what's your real name? <laughs> Meng Hao. And we put him up at the house for a while. And I got to tell you, we've got a lifelong friend in Beijing. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it's, sure. just, uh, we, oh, it's just wonderful. But I'll, I'll tell you, the interesting thing was, so the uh, four Japanese surgeons came over here to Vero Beach and, and watched us perform the surgery, which they do too, but, but again, they're interested, how can you possibly get these people up? 
It was very interesting to see four Japanese surgeons watching our physical therapist come over, get the patient right up out of bed, walk the patient mm. around the surgery center. The patient's wife went and got, got their car, walk out of the surgery center, across the parking lot, get the car, go home. And these are people who are used to having their patients in the hospital. for two years. They were just, uh, they, they were kind of in awe. And so, in other words, we were capable capable of this all along. It's just that nobody had the guts to say, "Hey, let's get going." As you would in nature, don't don't lie around in bed. You're going to get stiff, right? Right, get right out. Get to well, it. yeah. And it, but but there are things you have to be uh, cognizant of. You have to make sure that these are appropriate patients, that they're healthy. That you know, a lot of medical issues you have to worry about. Uh, make sure that they're comfortable, et cetera. So. I I don't know if you study diet at all. I know a lot of doctors have not really delved into diet, but. Are, is it true? Is it is milk? I remember I remember reading that Rockefeller said he drank a, a tall glass of milk every day. The guy lived to be ninety seven. His son just lived to be one hundred and four. David. So, is there anything to that, or are there any foods? Or well, I have no idea if milk leads to longevity. I think heredity probably does. Yeah. You know, milk does lead to strong bones. It but does. Just, but just consuming more and more milk, you know, your body regu- tightly regulates all of those things. So if you just consumed a ton of calcium or a ton of milk, it eventually spill the extra out yeah well i know you love what you do yeah absolutely yeah why uh you know the field that i'm in not only medicine but in orthopedic surgery uh makes an immediate impact on a patient's life Mm -hmm. and uh if you're you're someone who has been hobbling around in pain Mm -hmm. such that it is to the point where it affects your quality of life your attitude is not fun. You can go everything. into a depression. Yeah, I mean, simple daily activities. To not be able to go to the grocery oh. store or go play with grandkids or whatever it might be, that is a huge impact on a person's life. If I can restore that, then I've done my job. And I'd also like to say on your behalf, you've done some surgeries for members of my family, which I've always been pleased with. Matter of fact, they want to, uh, well, the hospital wanted to give me somebody else. I remember a while back it was murder said nobody's touching her except Dr. Steinfeld. But... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm 65 now, you know. By the way, that so I have... That's a whole other issue. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. Hey, can you replace the skull or what's in it? Anyway, oh, I know what I wanted to say. I came to see you, and uh, and my, my thought immediately is, okay, he's an orthopedic surgeon. This is really bad, my knee, and, and you could have turned me into a customer, a, you know, patient, customer. But you didn't do that at all. I've known you to do that more than once. You actually said, no, let's wait. Let's do blah, blah, blah. We waited. It went away. You never had to do surgery. I was certain you were going to have to do surgery. So it's. I just want people to be aware of that, that you do not make your decisions based on economics, but that you have a um, no, there, there are, there a code. Are, there are proper indications when things need to be done and when things don't have to be done. And there are multiple options, both non-operative and, and operative. So, and it's really what, what fits the patient best. I mean, you as a patient have a right and a say-so as to what you want to do and how you want to do it based on how this process impacts your life. Uh, and that's very important. I mean, I would treat you like when any other patient, like I would expect my father to be treated. Yeah. I remember a fellow had a restaurant in town here. He's no longer alive, but Inside the restaurant, Fred Migliore, he had a sign in the kitchen that said, your mother just arrived. The next plate is being made for her. Great attitude to have, right? Absolutely. Dr. Steinfeld, Dr. Rich Steinfeld, always great to see you. Orthopedic Center of Vero Beach. Keep on keeping on. Thanks for all you do for our community. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Taking the pain away from a lot of people. That's a good thing. We hope so. All right. This is the Mayor of the Airwaves, you and I, in a series of getting and staying healthy together. Who loves you, baby?